is Bloomberg Surveillance. I think we can safely say that the bull market that began, you know, 2008, 2009 has been reversed. So in a way, sort of a cyclical bearer still has a hold on, on the broader market. You know, broadly speaking, when Yellen gave her speech and the Fed's decision a couple weeks ago, now we backtracked a little bit from that and the dollar move has taken oil with it. Hiring is still going strong. Uh, a lot of that strength is coming from younger firms, small, medium-sized firms, and that's really important because we really look to those firms to account for much of the job growth during an economic expansion. It's all very healthy. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene. It's 7 a.m. on Wall Street and on Lancaster Avenue in Villanova, Pennsylvania, where they are celebrating an NCAA men's basketball championship after one of the most exciting endings in tournament history. John Tucker is imitating that last shot right now. That's all you had to watch was the last couple of yeah, seconds. It's true. Right? The, uh, the tying basket from, uh, from North Carolina and then the winning basket. Uh, we now have um, some news here about sports, by the way, crossing the Bloomberg Professional. Twitter mm. is apparently when has won an, a deal with the NFL to stream Thursday night games. I'm not sure how that fits into the Twitter format, but that's something we will look into. and We'll check out, out how that affects Twitter's share prices coming up. It is also 6 a.m. in Milwaukee. Madison, Green Bay, and Waukesha, the Wisconsin primary today, may have major implications for the presidential contest. Ted Cruz, Bernie Sanders forecast to win. We'll talk about that with NBC's Chuck Todd this morning. No winners in the markets this morning. Stocks down around the world a second day. Call it a new pessimism. IMF Managing Director Christine Lagarde summing it up for our Francine Lacroix this morning, saying there's a danger of a greater global slowdown, and that is reflected in equities this morning, Tokyo down 2.4%. The yen at a 17-month high of 110.28 right now. In Europe, the stock 600 is off by 6 points, 1 and 3 quarters percent. The DAX is down 225 points, 2.3%. Germany's 10-year note at a one-year low, just 82 basis points. Here in the U.S., futures are down. S&P futures off by 16, 8 tenths. Dow E-mini futures down 117, 7 tenths. And NASDAQ 100 E-mini futures down 26 points. That's 60 basis points. Uh, right now, uh, 60 percent, uh, 60 basis points percent? Uh, six tenths of a percent is what I meant to say. I'm still thinking about the basketball game. Uh, bond yields falling. Ten-year note yield 1.72. The five-year at 1.17 percent and the two-year at 72 basis points. A stock to keep an eye on this morning, Allergan. The U.S. Treasury issuing new rules last night to curb inversion transactions. Uh, the um, the, the uh, shares are down this morning by 21%. Henrietta Trace is with us. She is an analyst uh, at Height uh, Advisors in Washington. Henrietta, uh, how, how much could this damage efforts to put the two companies together. Well, to carry through with your sports reference, it's definitely a curveball. Um, the main question is whether or not the Allergan activists and the Aller- activist force labs, as well as the Warner Chilcott activist transactions are going to be counted towards the ownership threshold that Pfizer needs in order to remain expatriated. The key number is, is figuring out what that um, threshold is going to be and what Pfizer will be able to um, swallow. Well, my this... expectation, sorry, my expectation is that um, if the math is correct, Treasury um, has definitely 
put some roadblocks in Pfizer's way and made it a little bit less um, advantageous for them to expatriate and move to Ireland, but they still can if they so desire. Uh, and that will be the main question investors will need to answer today. One of the things that um, Allegan and Pfizer insisted when they did the deal was, was not about inversions. This was about uh, long-term value. Uh, does Is it really about inversions, or does this affect the long-term value? Uh, we've seen Pfizer uh, attempt to expatriate for years now. They kicked off this conversation back in 2014 when they tried to expatriate with AstraZeneca. I think most investors you talk to believe that the deal had real synergy. The tax benefits are substantial. So um, my view is that if, if Pfizer still can move forward and fall under the right you know, ratios for the thresholds of the ownership test, they will proceed with this deal um, because they can, because they want to merge with Allergan, but also, as you mentioned, because of the benefits of being uh, domiciled in a country that doesn't tax your foreign direct earnings, which Ireland does. Okay, very quickly before we let you go, Allergan shares down 22% right now. Does that make sense? Well, I think that Allergan is in actually a great position. I mean, this deal with Pfizer may not work out if, if they find that they can't meet the right numbers, but Allergan is in a position to acquire another U.S. company um, or certainly to make acquisitions abroad. Um, I think Pfizer is the one, for lack of a better phrase, that is left standing alone on the dance floor. Henrietta Trace from uh, Height, thank you very much. For joining us this morning, as I mentioned, uh, Allegan shares down 22% right now, and Pfizer shares in early trading up by 2.4%. Apple shares uh, down by eight-tenths of a percent in early trading this morning. Not a lot given uh, their stock price, uh, but it is a big week for Apple. EU Competition Commissioner Marguerite uh, Vestager comes to Washington to meet Treasury Secretary Jack Lew, pushing for massive back taxes from Apple, a complicated case, but one Apple warns could have consequential impacts on its earnings and share price. Gene Munster covers Apple for Piper Jeffrey. Gene, how, uh, how much of a threat is this to Apple? I guess it's a complicated tax case, but um, is it really a significant threat to the bottom line for Apple investors? Uh, mathematically and from a reported side, it is a threat. If you think about a third of their revenue comes from Europe and they're paying a low tax rate on that, if that was somehow gonna, they're gonna get a clawback, that would have a negative impact. Hard to estimate what that would impact. If you're just gonna do really back of the envelope, think of kind of a 15% hit to their earnings. And I think most investors would probably back that out. This has been long uh, rumored that something would happen. So I think that this is uh, generally priced in despite the optics of it. The folks at Bloomberg Intelligence suggest it could be a, an $8 billion hit, but you know, they have more than $100 billion, almost $200 billion in cash overseas. Yeah, it's, again, the optics are big numbers, $8 billion, but when you look at their overall uh, cash position, it's pretty small. Tom, uh, a billionaire, a billionaire, as Everett Dix Dirksen famously once never said, uh, you start talking about real money. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if you calculate what Apple does, among others, daily, the daily generation of revenue, the daily generation of cash flow, uh, it's like an island GDP. It's unreal. Bloomberg Surveillance on this Tuesday brought to you by Invesco. Invesco believes it's time to bench the benchmarks to consider active management and factor-based strategies. Find out more at Invesco.com slash high conviction. Thrilled to bring you live in our studios, Gene Munster, 
No doubt. Would you go to the Apple Store when you're done with us? Absolutely. It's uh, what, when you go into the Apple Store. What do you look for? Typically, what I do is I'll talk to people. I, I uh, will talk to uh, just consumers, and I always make a an effort to get one of the geniuses or some of the salespeople just to ask what's yeah. hot and what's not. And so, uh, some of them talk and some of them don't, but we always uh, make the effort to do so that. So when you're walking around talking about free cash flow, there's mothers and their children going stranger danger. Yeah, they do. We do this. You'd be surprised at how many of them are are familiar with cash flow, but uh, we do yeah. that. Their store is packed. Microsoft's two blocks down on 53rd and 54th, to be polite, isn't. When does Microsoft give up the consumer game? I think over the next five years they will. They're going to make another shot at this with their HoloLens, which is their mixed reality offering. This is still early. This is a paradigm shift that's going to go on over the next decade, and that's their position within that HoloLens. And so I think from Microsoft and the consumer standpoint, uh, they'll give it a run with HoloLens, and if that doesn't work, I think you're going to see them more focused on enterprise and business. The uh, This tax case and the encryption uh, fight that Apple had with the government, either of those, ha- have you found anybody expressing concern about buying Apple, that their image is tarnished at all because of their clashes with governments? We've done surveys of a couple thousand people since this broke with the FBI, and what we've seen is these have just been in the U.S. is that there's a split right down the middle in terms of the people who view this more favorably and the people who use it less favorably. From a higher level, it's important that Apple really emphasizes this whole security plane because that's part of their brand. So outside of the U.S., where people are more skeptical of their governments than even we are, that they, they tend to like Apple's security plane. So the long story is that All this right. is actually a positive for Apple's brand. I want to get out of uh, this, uh, Gene. We're going to have you come back and talk about some other things. Apple buy, hold, sell. Where are you right now, and what's the target? It's our top pick for 2016. Our price target is 170 and that's a belief that as the iPhone goes from down 13% to positive in the fourth quarter, the multiple is going to expand. It's, it's right now at 111.12 in early trading. Uh, that's a big gain in, in what's left nine months now. 50%. It's a, it's a, it's big, a monster gain. It's a big gain. It makes sense from the perspective of uh, investor optimism as they think about this returning to growth and right. getting some confidence that the iPhone can grow again. And so it is a big gain, but we think it's justified. Let's come back. Gene Munster with Piper Jeffrey with us, and we'll talk financial engineering and use of cash, all that coming up. Futures at negative 15. Let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Today is primary day in Wisconsin. Donald Trump and Ted Cruz are both calling for John Kasich to drop out of the race for the Republican presidential nomination. Both feel Kasich is siphoning off votes from their potential delegate counts. Cruz leads Trump in polling in Wisconsin. For the Democrats, Bernie Sanders leads Hillary Clinton in polling in the state. Authorities in Greece have suspended migrant deportations to Turkey. They were part of an EU agreement with Turkey. A Greek official says about 3,000 people held in deportation camps have requested asylum. Villanova beat North Carolina on a buzzer beater last night to win the men's NCAA basketball championship. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. Now, Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Tom, we have breaking news here. If you are a student at Villanova University, go back to sleep. The university has announced it has canceled all classes today. 
to celebrate the championship. Yeah, and UNC's got pop quizzes and study halls till 9 p.m. <laughs> Good morning, Sally Krawchuk. It's Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Outstanding offers are in full bloom at your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers. Take advantage of limited-time lease and finance programs on select models this spring season. Visit MBUSA.com for details today. The Bloomberg Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update is brought to you by Eisner Amper, Hedgeweek Institutional Investor, Alt Credit Intelligence. Fund managers reading these publications rank Eisner Amper high for excellence in client service. Find out why. EisnerAmper.com slash excellence. Walgreens Boots Alliance beat analyst earnings estimates for the fiscal second quarter on higher U.S. prescription drug dispensing and cost-cutting. The yen is jumping to a 17-month high, and government bonds are climbing as increasing concern that global economic growth is faltering stokes demand for haven assets. U.S. stock index futures are lower. S&P E-mini futures down 15 points. Dow E-mini futures down 112, and NASDAQ E-mini futures down 26. Ten-year Treasury up 12.30 seconds. The yield 1.72%, and NYMEX crude oil down 4 tenths percent or 14 cents to 35.56 a barrel. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Francine, thank you so much. In our studios, uh, Karen, thank you. Francine, Karen, my excuse is I stayed up to watch every moment of the basketball game. I'm sorry, Rich. I don't even know where Villanova's in the map. Get Chris Whalen on the phone. But you, we'll uh, talk to Chris Whalen about Villanova. You did, uh, you did finish a respectable 21st in the security category of the Bloomberg bracket. Oh, well, you I, beat some significant names I, in the financial industry. Francine Lacroix and I went with the blue jerseys. Of course, I beat the heck out of you. Yes, well, I won't mention that. We won't. No. Gene Munster with us with Piper Jaffrey uh, before he goes over to the Apple store. Uh, one more on Apple, and then I want to go to other things. Um, use of cash, three-year net growth of dividend, 22%. Obviously, that's not going to be sustained. But we are at a point where we can really begin to model what Mr. Cook wants to do with a dividend. What does he want to do? It's pretty small right now. It's, they have a 2% yield. They spend just about $10 billion a year. So when you compare their generating about $60 billion a year, it's a pretty small amount. And I think you're going to see a shift over the next few years where the dividend starts to get a little bit more meaty. The reason why is investors will pay for that better income stream. Apple's been reluctant to do that because when you sign up for a bigger dividend, you're on the hook for doing it year in and year out. Right. But I think you're going to start to see some movement on that, not when they report the March quarter, but we're talking 2017. Obviously, 10% is a demarcation line, but I would look at a dividend as a percentage of nominal GDP, and there's dampened economic growth in that now. As other people ratchet down their dividend growth, can he be the exception and sustain a double-digit dividend? Purely from cash flow, absolutely. It doesn't require them to grow that meaningfully, and they can grow the top line at around 5% and, again, have right. a $60 billion in, in uh, operating cash flow. And so I think that this is a, an area that's going to shift. When they report the March quarter, we're probably not going to hear about it then. They will increase the buyback meaningfully, but I think you could see over the next few right. years a shift to the dividend. No dividend. Amazon, give us an update on Bezos. Mike and I are invite our Mike's outside Mike's front door. The boxes sometimes get as high as a hockey goal. They're ordering so much I, Amazon. Difficult to get. I, 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 am, I, I am not lying when I tell you that we got four 
packages from Amazon yesterday. Yeah. And I have now taken away my children's ability to order things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're doing we're doing the same thing. That's true. Hundred, uh, uh, excuse me, revenue sixty one billion, seventy four, ninety. 107, and Bloomberg is modeling 156 billion, a double in five years. There's no end, is there? There is no end, and part of it is because they have an infrastructure that cannot be competed with. The reason is that to build these fulfillment centers, they have about 130 of them globally. You don't even need the – it's beyond the construction. you got to go and procure the land and do the policy around that. So this is a really difficult – beyond just a technology problem. I would also point out that if you look at the percentage of what's bought online, it's still small. It's about 10% in the U.S. today. And so, well, these numbers are staggering. They can continue to be staggering okay. for a decade. This is John Tucker. Let's repeat this again. This is 10% of what we buy? 10% of what's bought in the U.S. is bought online. I mean, John Tucker, I just, I just want to point out that I go by Newark Airport on the way to work. There's a, a fulfillment center for ShopRite, gigantic, uh, and Amazon just bought it for pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. Amazing fulfillment center, and what a piece of land that is. Yep, and that's part of this whole infrastructure play, and so I think as more and more people – uh, are enlightened to the benefit of e-commerce, Amazon's going to continue to gain share. To put that into perspective, is they grew units last quarter at 27%. The overall e-commerce market in the U.S. grew about 19%. And so this is meaningful market share gains. Well, who loses in this case? I mean, we talk about them gaining share, but um, from whom? The biggest is traditional retailers. This is Target and Walmart. They're stocks that I don't cover, but they're the ones who are going to lose. The reason is that the things that we would use traditional retail for, stopping and getting things immediately, are starting to be annexed by Amazon. They have Prime now, which gives you one-hour delivery. You pay a little bit more, about $7 for those. But over time, as the behavior and people start to realize that they can get anything that they want within an hour, there's about 30 cities in the U.S. that offer this today. That's when traditional retail really feels it. Mike, look at the game changer. Here's the headline. Twitter said to win NF deal will stream non-Payton Manning games. (laughs) Thursday night games, which are uh, already carried on um, other networks, will now be streamed by Twitter. But the question in my mind is how do you make – money on it, and nothing in the reporting so far tells us what they paid to get the rights, Gene, and uh, other uh, people are having trouble making money because the rights fees are so high. I, I don't cover Twitter, but I do cover Facebook, and Facebook overlaps with Twitter, and so I think one of the big questions that investors have about Twitter is, where's the growth going to come from? The usage is changing. People are using Messenger more in Facebook, and so I think the reason why investors may look positive upon this, despite not knowing what the financial impact is, is just this idea that it's opening them up to a new opportunity that they didn't have. It's interesting because, you know, we saw the Disney news. Uh, one of the problems with Disney, you know, and the succession plan there is uh, the ESPN paying so much for sports rights these days that they're not making uh, nearly as much money. You know, Tell me about Mr. We've got 30 seconds left. Should Mr. Bezos buy Twitter? He bought the Washington Post with no due diligence. Should he buy um, Twitter? I don't think so. I think that that's a really competitive space that Facebook has an edge in. And so I think he should stick to the broader theme of yeah. changing how we buy things. This is great. I would love, I'd be honored one day to go with you to the Apple Store and just watch 
And bring the kids. It's pretty entertaining. <clears throat> Uncle Gene will buy them toys with a special <laughs> Uncle Gene Jim Cook card. Uh, Mr. Munster is with Piper Jeffrey. We are thrilled you here. Really look forward to a perspective on the new A9, the A10, the A11 chip as well. Futures were negative 18. They've improved. Negative 14. Await to the market this morning. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by SCNB. The bank for business is on the move. Are you looking for the right banking partner? Go to scnb.com to learn more. Now open in Long Island City. Get your business moving with SCNB.